Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good evening, my friends. You are very welcome along to tonight's Late Night Agenda. As you may have gathered from the title of tonight's stream, we do have a six-man shortlist according to, well, the Associated Press, the multiple media outlets, whichever phrase you want to use. I'm going to be extremely cautious and careful with what I say tonight about transfers because... We've all seen what's gone on over the last couple of weeks, right? So I don't want to come on here now and start filling you up with uh, with hope. I want to give you information that I, I can stand over and I believe to be factual. I dig the pause. The pause is really simple. I don't know how quickly I'm coming through at your end. And I don't want to do the intro when maybe I'm not live yet. So the delay is, is me not knowing when I'm going live, to be honest with you. Uh, so look, firstly... I hope you're all well. I hope you're all in fine form this evening. It's been a crazy week for us, right? You know, the highs and lows. We were discussing it earlier on in our Discord group. To go from to go from being there on Thursday night, Thursday midnight to Friday morning, making a video talking about a potential title challenging team with Caicedo in it, to where we are right now is, is nothing short of shambolic. And... I'm going to say what I say every night. We need to keep the pressure up. We need to be vocal. But we also need to start looking for solutions here, right? So tonight we're going to be speaking about Polina. We're going to be speaking about Decore. We're going to be speaking about Andre. We're going to be speaking about all the midfield options that you expect us to speak about. And I'm going to tell you what I think is the right move. And of course, along the way, we'll have plenty of user polls for you guys to have your say in the chat. But I like to give the first 10 minutes for people to come in. So let's just make some small talk and uh, and we'll wait for people to come in. Because I don't like repeating myself because it doesn't benefit you guys who are in early. So let's have a bit of fun. Uh, big up Craig. I absolutely love the content. You'll never walk alone, said Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Do you know what? I said to my wife earlier on, Taylor, this past week for me has been a whirlwind. Like, I'm not used to these numbers. I'm not used to the level of eyes that have been on the channel but i'll say what i've always said dude there's nobody more grateful than me i am living the dream at the minute and it's a pleasure to be on here to chat with you guys it, it, it truly is i don't i sit around my house looking at the clock waiting for this time because 
I'm excited to come on and chat with you all because I love talking about our football club. Uh, and yes, we'll talk about Thuram as well. Sorry, I've seen a couple of people in the chat saying that. It's KDS said, finally a member. My man, much love. So, good news for the members. I wanted to wait until we had a decent base level of membership before starting to put out some extra content for members. But I am working on two particular shows that I'm looking to put together for members only. Um, they will be, one of them I'm thinking of is going to be um, the day after the game, a kind of tactical analysis of what happened. So that's one video we're looking at doing because our membership base now is starting to grow. So uh, Jacob Ramsey, I see somebody in there with a shout. I think if I'm not mistaken, he signed a contract last season to extend with Villa. His younger brother is also coming through at Aston Villa and let's be honest, it's an exciting project at Villa. So if I'm Jacob Ramsey, I wouldn't move right now. He's comfortable there. The club back him. I think he, I don't know if he's still injured. I know he was injured in pre-season. But uh, I don't think he'll leave anytime soon, my friend. Craig, can Klopp seriously walk after this awful transfer window? And that comes in from Reese, Mr. Mag. I've not heard an indication that Klopp will walk. The last thing I, I spoke about mentioned to you guys was the Miguel Delaney piece a couple of weeks ago. But that was referring to a year ago. So... It looks as if everything around the club in that regard has gotten a bit better. But it's been a shambles in the in the market. It's been a shambles. And I've seen the usual FSG in puppets trying to, trying to just do the club's bidding again. Look, I don't care what they say. FSG have been a joke. FSG need to put their hands in their pockets. And they need to get it done quickly. Because what's happened over the past few days is an embarrassment. Now, if you don't know where I'm coming from, I'm going to go back to the the situation with um, the situation with Romeo Lavia and Southampton sporting director Jason Wilcox has been speaking, and this is what he said: "We had an offer which we accepted from Liverpool, but then Chelsea came to the table. Someone's lying to us." Now, this is coming directly from the club Southampton themselves, so. This is at odds with what Paul Joyce reported yesterday. And this is not me having a dig at Paul Joyce. I just remember he was the journalist that posted it. That said that Liverpool have denied that bid for Southampton's Romeo Lavia. So somebody somewhere is telling Porkies. And you can argue over who it is. But the long and short of it is. It's just another way to drag this out and to make excuses for an ownership group and a transfer committee that have absolutely 100% shit to bed. That's what we've got to be honest about here. Because we are right now playing catch-up. Again. So the question that I'd like to ask is, how did we get here? And who on earth is responsible? Because again now, Tuesday 15th of August... Almost a week on from the Caicedo stuff. And we are no closer to seeing a defensive midfielder come through the doors. Now, I've got some information today that I hope will be of benefit to you. I know some people aren't going to like what I'm going to say. But I'm going to give you why I think it's a good idea. Uh, Adzer said, well, Craig, how's the form? Do you think there's any chance we get a signing complete before we play again in the league? Tough to say. Tough to say, Adzer. Is it possible? Yes. Will it happen? You can't really know, can you, at this moment, mate? Because 
It doesn't look like we're operating with any sensibility. It doesn't look like we're operating with any plan here. It looks to be another reactive window, which just isn't good enough for us. Um, Ivan Hogg, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, my friend. Right, so I'm going to tell you what I've been finding out today. So my own research, based on, of course, reading articles, looking at what the press is saying, speaking to some journalists that I'm lucky enough to know, and just trying to figure out what's going on. Let me caveat this by saying it's difficult to know exactly where the club's head's at now. And I would imagine that the rule has been ran over three or four players because what has to happen now is things have to happen quickly. So if you go for player one and player one isn't possible, you move on to player two, player three, player four. But it has to be done quickly. And the indications that I've gotten today, and again... I'm being very careful with my wording here because the last week's been an absolute mess. What I've been able to gather is it looks as if Palina is the one that's top of Klopp's list. Now, the reason I say top of Klopp's list is there's an obvious problem with Palina with regards to FSG potentially buying him. And that's the age. So let's address that first and foremost. The dude's 28 years of age. He just turned 28 and we're replacing Fabinho who's 29, but he's a young 28. And what I mean by that is he has shown no signs of fatigue, no signs of aging, no signs of any deterioration in his game. His stats are amazing. And I think that this is the right move for Liverpool Football Club personally. I think this is the deal that Liverpool should be doing because he is the here and now player we need. We discussed this a little bit last night. And honestly, when we started discussing this last night, it was before I found out the information on Pelinia today. So for me, that's the signing. Now, he's going to be expensive, right? There's talk of £60 million that Fulham want. Pay it. Pay the money. Pelinia is the answer. He will come in right now and be ready to go. And here's the kicker for me. Because the next statement that a lot of people are going to make is, you're not going to get a resale value, but you will get a benefit because you will allow Stefan Bajcetic to develop without pressure. You will bring in somebody who's ready for the here and now. And of course, you could add to that with a Kefren Thuram or somebody else. But for me, and for what I'm hearing, he is the top of the list. There is a six-man shortlist that's been done up. We'll go through that list as the night goes on. But if I'm picking a player right now, it's Polina, and I'm paying the 60 million. I'm not quibbling. I'm going out there and I'm getting the deal done. Now, potentially, maybe you could send somebody to Fulham in the other direction. Maybe on loan. I don't know. But for me, he's the answer. He was looked at earlier on in the window by West Ham. They've now gone away, having signed James Ward-Prowse. And by the way, do you remember when James Ward-Prowse was being linked with us at the start of the window? Do you remember the number? It was £50 million. West Ham have come in from. And they get him for 30. So there's no doubt in my mind that Liverpool are being charged the premium here. And hearing the Brighton chief executive speak about the Caicedo transfer was very interesting today. He said that Liverpool had been at the table for days over Caicedo. So it wasn't just that we came in on that Thursday and um, negotiated to try and pay that 111 million. That was being discussed for days which makes the failure to sign them even more astounding because we had longer than we gave them credit for to sniff out if his agent was playing games or if it was serious. And we were had. Make no bones about it. 
These people who were supposed to be the smartest guys in the room were had. Billy Hogan, Jurgen Klopp, George Schmadke, John W. Henry, Tom Werner, whoever you want, they were had and they were fooled. And they need to hold their hands up for that. And that makes me angry. But for me, and if we could get a poll on this one, would you be happy with Polina? Gary, in the background. Gary's the nickname we've given to our new uh, producer. Um, if we could get a poll on would you be happy with Polina at 60 million, that would be great. I'm going to read through more of your comments. Reports coming out today that we could be in for Pavard. As a United fan, I'm furious if that's true. You might actually get them all because Harry the Fridge Maguire refuses to leave. So, I don't want Pavard. That's just my own opinion, Nick. I, I don't want him. Um, I don't think he's the answer to the problem we have in defence. And I'd, I'd rather just let him go to United. In all honesty, mate, I don't want him at Liverpool. For a couple of reasons. One footballing, one not. So those on Florentino Luis, and I see a lot of people in the chat speaking about Florentino Luis. He was on the bench last night for Benfica in their 3-2 loss. He came off the bench in the 85th minute. And from my own little bits of research, apparently there are some questions over his attitude. And again, if we know one thing about Klopp, he doesn't want players who come in with an attitude. Now, I'm just saying there are reports. I don't know Florentino Luis. But why would he have been on the bench last night? Is he coming back from injury? Perhaps, maybe. But for me, I've seen no indication that that's the player Liverpool are going after. That's all I can say to you. I can only be honest. Um, Matthew said, no one respects Liverpool anymore. FSG ruined it all. I can't put into words how angry I am. That Liverpool Football Club had so long to get this transfer window sorted. Started it so well and have now become a laughing stock. While Chelsea today not only get Caicedo and look like they're about to announce the signing of Lavia. Right now there's issues going on around Elise as well. So this has just come to my attention. Michael Elise's proposed move to Chelsea unfolding amid the backdrop of tapping up concerns from Crystal Palace. Informal grievances have been communicated to Chelsea who are comfortable they've acted within the rules and appropriately. So if you want to know why Chelsea are doing what they're doing now and how they're getting away with it, I'm going to try and explain it as best as I can. They're front-loading. They're bringing in a lot of young players now, putting them on seven, eight, nine year contracts. But the plan is that they don't do business then going forward. They don't make many more signings. This is their team for the next three, four years. Now, what we've seen of Todd Bowley so far makes me doubt very much that Todd Bowley is going to be able to stick with this group of players because we know it's going to take a while for them to bed in and gel. And if he doesn't see results quickly, he's going to look to go back to the market. I think he's going to land in trouble. The Premier League right now are looking to close the loophole that has allowed him to do what he's done. UEFA have it, but because Chelsea aren't in European competition, they don't have to adhere to UEFA's FFP at the moment. And that's one part journalists aren't pointing out, by the way. A lot of people have been in the League or the Conference League. That comes into play and they'll be in trouble. So... I think what's happening with Chelsea right now is a risky strategy. 
And there's a reason why many other Premier League clubs haven't done it. Because Todd Bowley is not the smartest guy in the room. This option has been there and available for clubs for years. But they've chosen not to do it. Because it's a very, very risky strategy that takes a lot of success to maintain the levels of expenditure that they've gone through. Let alone the wage commitment. Because Caicedo signed a 250 grand a week deal for eight years with an additional year added on. Ask yourself this question. With what you've seen of Caicedo so far in his fledgling career, do you think in any way, shape or form that he's going to sit on that contract for eight or nine years and not look for increases? Of course he is. As soon as Chelsea starts to do even a little bit well, he's going to start looking for a wage increase. And that's where they're going to be in trouble. Because they don't give it to him, he's going to be unhappy. Their stance will be, you signed a contract for eight or nine years, we're respecting that, and we know what will happen from there. Lots of them will kick up a fuss and look to move out. Problem being, nobody's going to want to pay off that contract because it is a very, very long, lucrative contract. So to those people asking, why have these players chosen Chelsea over Liverpool? The answer is very, very simple. Lots and lots of money. That's the answer. This nonsense of Chelsea being a better project is just that. Nonsense. They're a small club who've been propped up over the years by owners who've just thrown money at it. They lost 900 grand a week on average for 17 years under Abramovich. And they're going down a similar route here with Todd Bowley. And it will end badly. Uh, Mohammed, or excuse me, not Mohammed, my apologies, sir. It's, it's Mohad Nasir. Personally, I think Amrabat's the perfect guy. He's perfect in the six and he can let Trent and McAllister dictate from deep. The problem with that is, he, apparently, he's rebuffed us before. And again, if you're going to go for Amrabat, you, you do it quickly, right? Because you know Manchester United are hovering in the wings. They're looking to move on a few players themselves because they have... I don't want to say they've got issues with FFP, but they've been mindful of FFP. So there is a possibility to do it only if the player is willing to make the move. And that's the one part of this I can't give you assurances on. Now, of course, a lot of people want to talk about Decore. Decore apparently is going to cost £70 million. That's the valuation that Crystal Palace have put on him. He came in a year ago, if my memory is correct, from Lawns for about £22 million. He was the player of the season at Crystal Palace last year. And we've known all summer again that that was the valuation. And I can only speak about me. I think Polina is the answer. Polina is just about to come back from injury. So he's not going to be out too much longer. There was some hope that maybe they could get him fit for the opening game of the season. I think Polina is the one. If I could go out there tomorrow and buy a player, it's Polina. Is this a Liverpool channel or a Chelsea channel? Clearly, mate, you're just on a wind-up. But it's okay, I'll take your money for your wind-up. Is it not fair that we talk about Chelsea and their flamboyant spending and they're taking the piss out of the rest of the league? Would you like me to stop? You've picked on the wrong channel, my friend, if you want me to stop. Because if you've ever watched me, you'll know when I get a... I'm like a dog with a bone, mate. And Chelsea... Chelsea are causing a lot of people issues. Not, not least their own fan base. Uh, Sky Sports News using rumours as facts to embarrass us. I thought I was the one of the only ones who was thinking that way. But you're right. They absolutely have. So let's have a look at the poll. I, I've never been a fan of Sky Sports News for anything to do with reporting. And I also don't like... The Sky Bet branding. 
Now, I know they're different companies. Let me state that. Sky and Skybet are different companies. But the fact that they use the same branding, they use the same people, they can manipulate markets if they so wish. I don't like it. It stinks. So I've never really given much credence to Sky. So, would you be happy with Polina for 60 million? We've had 2,500 votes so far. 65% of you guys say yes. 35% say no. I'm going to leave it open for a few minutes longer. The core is not worth 70 million. Correct. But in this market, Connor, I'm going to say Caicedo wasn't worth 115. Rice wasn't worth 100. Enzo wasn't worth 106. And Decore is not worth 70. But it's a seller's market at the minute, mate. That's the problem. Uh, Sangar is there. And I know a lot of people have been speaking about Ibrahima Sangar. But he's there and he's got a bio clause. So if anybody, including Liverpool, wants to go and sign Sangar, the bio clause is there. That's all we have to do is pay it. So again, this is why I'm saying to you, it's criminal that we're still sitting here. So for all of you now saying he isn't worth this or he isn't worth that, remember, we shit the bed. We now have to pay a premium. We have to pay what I like to call stupidity money because we have left it this long. I've warned all along here, as the window gets closer to the end, the prices go up for various reasons. One, selling clubs have to replace them. Two, if you're going Premier League to Premier League, you're strengthening competitor. It's no surprise to me that these prices are crazy. But Polina is worth the money, in my opinion, because he gives us the ability to challenge right now. Now, this is something FSG don't do. Other than Thiago, and maybe you guys can help me if I've forgotten one, I don't remember FSG sanctioning a signing of somebody in that 27, 28, 29, 30 category. But I think Polina is the answer to this question. I really, truly do. What's the big news of the evening? The big news of the evening, Wayhammer, is that Liverpool have a six-man list. This six-man list includes Paulinha, Decore, Thuram, Andre, bear with me while I get the rest of these names. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading a note that was sent to me here. Lavia is still on the list, even though obviously we're going to lose out on him. So various outlets today have reported that Polina is top of the Liverpool list, which is why I went about asking people, is this the one that Liverpool want to get? And I think it's the answer. Now, I get you guys think he's overpriced. You know, this is a democracy. We're here to uh, we're here to discuss what you want. But yeah, um, I, I love him. Like, if you go back and watch Anfield Agenda streams when this window started, Polina is somebody I've been pushing for for a long time because his stats are ridiculously good. Like, ridiculously good. So let's get another poll on the go. Who would you like me to put it, or what would you like to see in the poll? Would you like to see some other options of players you'd like to sign? Would you like to see some combinations of players? And I'm going to be... Oh, I will talk about Salah and Alisson, mate. Don't worry. Don't go anywhere. I'm here for the long haul tonight. I will talk about Salah and Alisson because there's some genuine problems on the horizon there, and I will discuss them. But I want to just, you know, be fair to people and go through one subject at a time. 
Um, is Kone not on the list? Not the list that I've seen reported, I should say, mate. Not the list that I've seen reported. Finally, Klopp notices Polina. So the problem with Polina was we didn't know how bad the injury was. And you were here last night, or maybe you weren't, but we read through from the Fulham, Fulham's own website that they thought he might have been available for the weekend's game, and it looks like that injury isn't as bad. So, uh, so Carlos Beleba. Let's speak about him for a minute because there's been a lot of chatter today about this guy. I'm going to get my notes open so I've got a bit more on this one. So I hope our producer has taken note of some of these names and is coming up with a poll. Gary! I'm reading back through my notes here. One second. Right. So it was reported by Simon Jones. That Liverpool are interested in Lille's Carlos Beleba, who is also wanted by Brighton and Hove Albion as Caicedo's replacement. Now, from what I've read and heard, this isn't true. Brighton want to sign him, but our name is being used to drive the price up. So, from the information I have, and I'm sure you've probably seen reported, I don't believe that gentleman to be on Liverpool's list right now. Uh, Decore, Thuram, and Nacio, and we're title favourites, said Jose. Oh yeah, did you guys notice, by the way, the convenient little um, little meeting of the senior officials from the refereeing world at Old Trafford last night? Did you see that? I'm sure you've seen the penalty that wasn't given for Wolves. I'm sure you've seen that they've already admitted that that was a mistake. But there was also uh, a little meeting shall we say in the uh corporate area of old trafford which seen martin atkinson in there which seen howard webb in there and which seen john moss in there all dining on manchester united's um generosity by the looks of it hmm bit iffy that bit iffy that when they're all at the game all of a sudden a blatant penalty, and I don't give a damn who you support. That's a penalty. But of course, it wasn't given. And straight away, opening Premier League weekend, Liverpool were shafted of a penalty, which could have gave us three points. And United were gifted a no penalty, which saved them from dropping from three points to one. And it's weekend one. Uh, United were the worst team over the weekend. I didn't watch their game. I was on here with you guys last night. I didn't watch it. But, yeah, it's a bit... I mean, you, can, you can't even spell Baldy, you dumb fuck. This gobshite Memphis Depay is trying to say cry Baldy. You can't spell Baldy. You had two words. Whoever you are, you are an indictment of your country's educational system. Imagine not being able to spell two words correctly and trying to get the moral high ground with me. You absolute clown. Go and learn how to spell. Uncle Craigo's school of trolling for lads like yourself is open. First semester's on me, bitch. Because that is embarrassing, dude. You could have even spell-checked it. You had the opportunity. But nah, you took a shot and you failed. If you come at the king, you best not miss. Baldy out. Would love Amrabat, but he doesn't want us, said Ronan. Well, that's what was reported last year as well, man. That he didn't want us. 
And that's why I kind of can't warm to the idea. Now, another thing about Amrabat that I'd like to say is we've seen we've seen his brother beg for PSG to sign him. We've seen him talk about or being reportedly wanting to go to a warmer climate or a similar climate, obviously, from Italy if he wants to go to Spain. But right now, I've not heard anything to suggest that his stance has changed. I don't know on Liverpool's stance, really don't. But everything I've seen has been that United are basically in agreement with Amrabat. And as soon as United can free up some money, that that's going to be their next signing. Uh, David Gregg, how are you, buddy? Thank you for the super chat. Said, hi, Craig. Get up every morning at 5.30 a.m. I'm still asleep at that time. <laughs> or awake, sorry, at that time. To watch you. Keep up the great work. And hopefully one day we can catch up. Sign Sangar, what a player. So let's get that as the next poll, please. Got it? Uh, should Liverpool trigger Ibrahim Sangar's release clause? I think it's... What was the release clause again, lads? 32, 35 million? Ibrahim... Excuse me. Ibrahim Sangar to LFC. Any words? I don't think... Do you mean any words or... Mark my words. Uh, Queen Nadra. But either way, look. We need two midfielders. Sangar, one of them. I'm fine with that. But I don't want Sangar to be... I don't want Sangar to be the main one. Polinia for me is the answer. Yes, Bean Jammin, the king, you know, the one you're here watching, the one with 7,300 people in the live chat, the king, the number one, the most watched Liverpool fan channel in the world. Need I continue? Or do you want to continue your fake laughter as I just sit here mopping up the views? Do you want me to go on? Because yes, mate, numero uno, top dog. Don't like it. Not my problem. These are facts. Right. Right, so I haven't spoken about the Saudi Arabia interest in two of our players. So there's been a lot of shenanigans again in the media. So last night, I'm sure you guys were made aware of... Something that was trending on, I'm not sure if it was Saudi Arabian Twitter, but it was trending anyway. And it was that, I think was it Al Ithihad or whichever one of the clubs it is, they wanted Salah. That their message was, we want Salah. And then all of a sudden, the journalist that nobody's ever heard of, but because they have a foreign name and sound really exotic, everybody believes, start talking about the fact that Salah could be off and that, they were preparing an offer, money was no object, and the player was interested in it. He isn't. He's not interested in it. He won't be going anywhere this season. And it doesn't matter what offers come in, how much money's thrown on the table, it's not happening. So you don't need to worry about Mohamed Salah going to Saudi this summer. Will it happen next summer? Probably. At least I think he leaves Liverpool next summer. Because I can't see FSG signalling an extension on higher wages again to a player who at that point will be in and around 32 and still has a year to go. So in all honesty, I see us probably losing Salah next summer. And, you know, that's up for debate What if you agree or disagree, of course. On Alison Becker, I can absolutely again confirm there is no hope in hell that Alison Becker is going to Saudi. He's not interested in the move. It isn't the money thing. He's happy where he is. So you don't need to worry about that either. Um... That, that's just the truth. And it's very easy, of course, to get carried away when you see the likes of Neymar going over there. But 
there's one important fact in this. Neymar is a mercenary. Neymar has always been a mercenary. Neymar from day one has been about pounds, shillings and pence. End of. He went to PSG to get out of Messi's shadow. To win stuff. To win a Ballon d'Or. How'd you get on Neymar? Have you polished? Oh, you don't have one. Oh. So yeah, he's gone over on an ungodly amount of money. And look. Best of luck to him. I don't think European football is going to miss him too much. He's uh, he's the epitome of a Saudi Arabia signing for me. Somebody who underachieved his whole career. And this is why I'm annoyed with Neymar. He is as talented as any footballer you'll ever see. The man has the skills to pay the bills without a shadow of a doubt. But his attitude stinks. When he's not over uh, celebrating his sister's birthday or at Carnival, he's uh, injured or he's just moody and stroppy. And all of his career, he's been pampered and had smoke blown up his arse. And he's underachieved. Because he should have been in the conversation with Messi, with Cristiano Ronaldo, as a player of our generation. But he isn't, in my opinion. He's another waste of talent. We miss Michael Edwards, said Laser Sharp. We do. And it's impossible to understand how we're in this position when, as Jamie Carragher has said, we've gone through three directors of football now. In 18 months. And I don't know what George Schmadke is at. I truly don't. Because again, I was watching Monday Night Football back last night. And Cara made the same point that I made. We've triggered two release clauses. That's the signings we've got. We haven't negotiated anything this summer. We've triggered two release clauses. So the question is, who's doing it? Who's actually putting the work in now? Because I don't think any of us know. We need Barella. Ooh. Ooh. And isn't that criminal? Isn't it criminal that he's sitting over there and we haven't even put a bid in? Or we haven't even looked at him? Newcastle tried. They obviously weren't going to get him. They got Tenali. But at the end of last season, the whole world was clamouring for Barella. Of every club. City fans, Liverpool fans, United fans. Everybody wanted Barella. And he's still sitting in Inter. I'm flabbergasted at the failures of our recruitment team. I'm flabbergasted that a club who generates so much money have people who cannot do their jobs. I wouldn't have had the wool pulled over my eyes by Caicedo's agent. Half the people I know wouldn't have had the wool pulled over their eyes because they would have properly done their due diligence. Uh, Brian said, another tenor for you, bud. Thanks for all you do. Cheers from Oregon. Bud, that's so kind. Thank you, Brian. Look, mate, the last few weeks have been mad. Our little family here has grown and kind people like yourself have really changed the trajectory of our future. So when people come in and have a pop at me, yeah, I shouldn't reply to them, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the banter with people calling me baldy, fat, idiot. I don't take it personally. I enjoy a bit of banter. But... I've always said the same thing. I've got a microphone. I can speak a lot quicker than these people can type. So um, it's just part of the game for me. We shouldn't be in this situation at this stage of the transfer window. If there's money available, why isn't there a CDM signed sooner? It's crazy, said Seamus. 110 mil, but no Barella. So let's have a look at the poll because 
I have another idea for a poll that I'd like to run past in a bit. So who do you want Liverpool to sign? There's four options there if you guys want to vote away. Polina, Thuram, Florentino Luis or Decore. And so far, Polina's winning the poll. Well done. Proud of you. Proud of you guys for that one. Can I give you a Netflix recommendation real quick? Total, total tangent here. Johnny Football. If you're into NFL at all, watch Johnny Football on Netflix. Brilliant documentary. Really enjoyed it last night. It was the... I watched it to wind down yesterday. Really enjoyable. Um, Madsham96. Thank you, buddy, for your super chat. So, we've also been linked with Matthias Nunch again. I'm not joking, by the way. We have. Uh, a couple of outlets of today suggested that Liverpool are going to go back in for Matthias Nunch. And I don't know. I don't think that's the right move. I don't know if it's true or not, by the way. I really don't. But I... I I'm astonished if it is. Uh, Emma, gifted five Anfield Agenda memberships. Emma, thank you so much. They've gone to uh, Sashuat. They've gone to Mike, Crash Bobbo, uh, Wibbly Wobbly, love that name. And who was the other one? There was one more I'm missing. I can't figure out who the other one is. So apologies, I missed one. But thank you, Emma, you're very kind. Nunes not good enough. You're right, I agree. He, he hasn't excelled for Wolves at all. And he's had opportunities. Like, I thought when we didn't get him, we'd miss the trick. I really did. And then I heard that maybe we were willing to leave him at Wolves for a year, see how he gets on. But nothing has made me feel like we missed out there. Uh, Craig, you're a legend. Been following for years. Love this channel. Honest and tell it like it is. Polina and Inacio get them in. I'm just trying to... I don't want to say what's in my head because when I speak too bluntly, I get given out to by the lads in the back. And rightly so. The fact that we haven't signed a centre-back is absolutely 100% the biggest indictment of our owners that this window has had. Because whatever you and I think, and whatever our opinions are of who we should sign and what position in midfield they should be from, one thing has been abundantly clear from our manager, and that is his desire for a left-sided centre-back. Right from before the window opened, right up until his last press conference. Every single time I've heard Jürgen speak, he's talked about hopefully bringing in a centre-back. And the fact that Inacio and many others, Perchures, Silva, pick a name, Marque, doesn't matter. They're all still sitting there. Well, we've already played our first game and dropped two points. And we're lucky in the end to just get a draw. First half, we were by far the better side. Second half, Chelsea were much better in my opinion. How is that possible? That your manager wants a centre-back. Your manager has made it clear he wants a centre-back. And nothing has happened. Nothing. Nada. Zip. Unacceptable. FSG are a bunch of fucking spoofers. End of. And anybody who defends these clowns at this point, I don't know what you're seeing that the rest of us aren't. Other than perhaps a few bob. That's the only thing I can come to peace with. Because I can't believe, with a straight face, that anybody looks at our owners right now and thinks it's anything other than a disgrace. 
It's a disgrace. Zambo and Guisa from Napoli, your thoughts? Have been linked. Not sure on the strength of those links. Napoli are difficult to buy from. Um, I'm not sure if De Laurentiis is still running things at Napoli, but he was... Him and Jean-Michel Aulas were very, very difficult negotiators. Um, so, yeah, that one would be hard. And look, Napoli have done a great job with the rebuild. Give them immense credit. We should heat up, Lube, take a deep breath and call Benfica. Uh, do you know what the thing is, though, right? We're all laughing and joking here, but we have the money to trigger that release clause for Florentino Luis. You can argue all day if he's good enough or not, but ultimately we have the money to do it. And that's the next poll that I'd like to have, if that's okay, Mr. Producer. We're going to end this one now. So we asked, who do you want Liverpool to sign? 43% said Polina. Thuram, 25%. Florentino Luis, 21%. Decore, 10%. So for the next poll, Mr. Producer, could you ask the Anfield Agenda chat, do they think that Jürgen will have access to the $111 that John W. Henry was willing to spend? Because this is the question that I feel most of us have at the back of our minds right now. Was that a bullshit offer? Was that an offer that John knew he wouldn't have to pony up the dough for? Or was it sincere? Truthfully, as much as I'm critical of the owners, I think it was sincere. But it doesn't matter because he didn't spend it. So the money's available. The world knows we have it. We need to spend it. So do you think that that money is going to end up being made available to the manager? Again, rather than, I appreciate you putting it in the chat, guys, but the poll's the easiest way for us to get a balanced uh, a balanced outcome to this. I'm just going to make sure I haven't missed any Super Chats or memberships. Rachel Todd, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, Rachel. Thank you for your support. Uh, for those of you who were a little bit late, one injury away from a centre-back disaster. Uh, or one injury away from a disaster, said Queen Nadra. Centre-back is a must. Gomez and Matip, not reliable. Yep, I agree. Agree with you for... Well, it doesn't really matter what the reasons are. I agree with you 100%. Gomez doesn't inspire me with confidence at all. And Matip looks like all of a sudden overnight he's lost interest. Or age has hit him. I don't know. Because I'll be honest, I've always been a fan of Joel. I've always been more than happy when he's partnered anybody in defence because he's usually been fairly steady. The problem with Joel was injuries and stuff or hampering his uh, his availability for big parts of seasons. But as a player, I've always thought he was okay. In pre-season, for, my, for me, both Matip and Gomez looked abysmal. Now, Joel looked fit. I'll give him that one. But not confident of him. I'm happy enough from at right back to cover, but not as a centre-back long-term option because... We can't have the same headache and arguments we've had over and over again. Jurgen Klopp likes to tell us that we have players that have attributes that are hard to find. But what Jurgen neglects to mention a lot of the time is that these are sick notes. That these are players who aren't available for long periods of seasons. Whether through bad luck, injuries or whatever. So we've moved a lot of them on now, which is good. But we've also lost a lot of experience. So yeah, where's the centre-back? Because nobody has made a bid all season or all summer, excuse me, not one bid. And it's easy to allow these days to go by. It's easy to sit here and go, still two weeks to go. 
but been there before, bought the t-shirt, washed the t-shirt, ironed the t-shirt, put the t-shirt back on, and FSG are trying to tell me it's a new t-shirt. It isn't. I've had this t-shirt a while. Sign somebody, you cheap fuck. Uh... Karen said, Zambo Grease is more skillful and defensive, more experienced than one season wonders. Kids should be uh, more than 100. I don't get it. I don't get some of the prices either, Karen. So, Moise Caicedo was four and a half million before he went to Brighton. Enzo Fernandez was about 10 million when he went to Benfica from River Plate. And European clubs, instead of getting these guys at source, even having to loan them out, are having their pants pulled down. And we get told that our owners are clever and they're trying to build things in a different way. Again, I'm going to ask, name me the young players who we've bought that have come into the team and been a superstar. The only one is potentially by Cecic. The rest, they've paled and fallen away. Doak has a great opportunity. That 600 grand we paid Celtic looked like a bargain. Right, so the poll is, do you think Klopp will have access to the 111 million FSG offered for Caicedo? Now, let me say I agree with you, but you guys think 60% of you so far that no, our manager won't have access to the money that we know was available. That's a disgrace. Um, Harvey, yeah, Harvey's a good show. Harvey could be an absolute steal. Um... But even at that, he was at Fulham. We did not have to look too far. At least with Bicetich, we got him in from Spain for about 300 grand. And Matthew Walls, thank you for the super chat, mate. What about Carlos Baleba? No interest. And I'm not talking about me, mate. Liverpool have no interest. Liverpool's name has been used there to try and get Brighton to pay more. And you know what? I don't mind that after what happened. I've no real bad feeling to Brighton, but... Giving them a bit of a ball ache after the one we've had over the last week. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing them being forced to overpay. So I don't think Liverpool have any interest in him in all honesty. It looks like it's just our name being thrown around. So does anybody think that Liverpool are going to go back in for sure many? Because it doesn't seem to matter how many times the dude indicates he doesn't want to come. There are huge sections of our fan base that still think... Liverpool are going to get Shuamani. For me, with Shuamani, this is how I see it. It's a very easy go-to for FSG to manipulate us with. It's very easy because one thing will happen. It will drag on to the end of the window. And then when they come up short, they can say once again, we tried. Don't believe it. Because I know that the player doesn't want to come. So don't let yourselves get sucked into that. Don't believe that spin. If we were really in for that kid, we should be putting offers in tomorrow, the next day, the day after, the day after, but we're not. We're still sitting here, waiting. And what's happened since Friday? Nothing other than Chelsea have signed two defensive midfielders and we're sitting around twiddling our nuts. Might be better to use the transfer money to buy Brighton's head scout. Well, Brighton's owner, or Tony Bloom, I think he made his background in... um, in betting, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, Rohan said, honestly, at this point, moment in time, I don't believe we'll sign anyone. Even if we do, it's only going to be a CDM. Something has gone horribly wrong behind the scenes and it's unacceptable. I agree. Something stinks here because, like, it's not even bad business. It's, like, pathetic what's going on. How do you go five or six weeks without signing anybody? In the middle of a transfer window that you've spent at least a year probably more planning for. And remember, we should have learned the lesson of waiting till the end of the window because we made an Arthur Mello-shaped mistake that cost us five million and rumored to be about 80 grand a week. So again, who's responsible and how is it happening? I think Klopp wants Valverde. Valverde's not a DM though. He's a midfielder, he's a right winger. But he's not the type of sign. Look, he's a great player. And Klopp's been a fan of Valverde for quite a while. Um, But I just don't see Valverde being the player we need. Barella. So people saying Kibbeck over and over again in the chat. Have you not heard his own words? I'm happy. I want to stay at Bayern Munich. You know, they're his words. These aren't being credited to a journalist. The boy said them himself. We'd all love Joshua Kimmich. He's a fantastic football player. He's a leader. He's experienced. Perfect. But whatever we think, how is it, how are we here? Like, we... <clears throat> the media love to laugh at us football fans and take little digs at us. You know, oh, FIFA managers, football manager managers, blah, blah, blah. But what are the real people doing? What are the people that are paid big sums of money to negotiate these deals? What are they doing? Because we cannot have another failure. It isn't possible. We've got three years left of Klopp. If this season goes by, two years to go. And if we don't qualify for the Champions League this year, next window is going to be even worse. And Thiago's going to be gone at the end of this window for free. We'll probably have to sell Salah to recoup some money because I can't see the owners giving him a new contract. And the headaches just keep piling on. And I'm going to reiterate what I reiterated the other night. We have the smallest squad registered in the Premier League. The smallest. Not Bournemouth. Not Fulham. Us, Liverpool Football Club, have the smallest squad signed and registered in the Premier League. Liverpool Football Club have made... Less transfers in this window than I think 18 other Premier League clubs. Liverpool in a rebuild. How is that possible? How are they allowing weeks to go by with no activity? Give me the job. I'll do it. I promise you I'll make a better hash of it. Give half of the chat a job. They'll do it. This is not as complicated as these people try to make out it is. Particularly when you're going in just triggering release clauses. So what the fuck have we been doing? Who has been sorting this? Who is responsible for this fiasco? Craig, I give you our new DM. Mr. J Spearing said Matthew Walls. What's this next? Sorry, I'm scrolling back up because I missed some... um New baby coming. New baby? I don't know what that means. Are you trying to say I'm fat? No. I don't know. New baby. 
no idea. No idea what that's about. Sorry, you've lost me. Uh, my three signings said Gigi Butet is Kimmich for the now, Kone for the development by Cechic and finally Inacio. What do you think? Paulinha is my here and now signing because not only are his stats insane, but someone put me on to how good he was last year. And I didn't know much about him when he was at Sporting, to be honest. But when he went to Fulham, I started to pay attention. And I'm telling you, this dude is phenomenal. His numbers are better than Caicedo's numbers. I know he's 28 years of age. And I know it's going to be difficult to convince the owners if you're Klopp. But he is the answer. And you don't need to look any further than Manchester United to see what getting a player in the peak of his career, ready to come in and just be the guy in that position. Look at Casemiro. Liverpool could do that with Polina. I've mentioned this before. United did it with Van Persie previously. Andre talks progressing, said Lee. So, as we know, Lee, again, Andre's not too difficult a deal for Liverpool to get done. Um, One second. So, deal has been agreed. This second, just announced... Romeo Lavia is signing for Chelsea for £60 million. £60 million. Romeo Lavia to Chelsea has just been announced as all agreed. That's £175 million spent on defensive no i'm going to lie that's 200 million pound spent on defensive midfielders by chelsea in a week the kid from france caicedo lavia 200 million pound what are you doing john what are you doing because you flirted with 111 you shit the bed and now we've just seen one of our rivals again come in and get the job done So anyway, to get, to get back to your comment on Andre, this is a deal that's doable, but there's two numbers. There's the number if you want them now, and there's the number if you're willing to wait till January when their season will be over, or at least the Copa Libertadores part of it. So it's 40 million euro apparently, or 20 million euro. You would imagine that it should be irrelevant right now over the numbers for us from our perspective you would imagine that the only thing that matters right now is is he available and the answer is yes so again 20 million 40 million us fans don't care if Klopp wants him if he's on the list get it done and get it done now uh what else we got? I could see Michael Edwards going to Chelsea. I, I don't think he would. Do you know what? I'm surprised we haven't tried to move heaven and earth to get him back. Maybe we have behind the scenes. I don't know. But my God, I'd love him. I'd love to get him back. Just getting embarrassing now, lads. It's like the boot's getting stuck in day after day now. Uh, Rarp, thank you, buddy. You didn't put a comment in, but appreciate it. We tried, Craig. Yeah, we're great at that. 
were masters of trying, monitoring, flirting with, keeping an eye on next summer. Admirers of. With the rebuild in mind, Florentino, Luis, Thuram and Inacio, said Soren. No problem, bud, with those names. But again, I'm going to ask the question. What have we done all summer? Because every one of those names on your list there are available and have been available all summer. And we've done nothing about it. And we're still doing nothing about it. And I'm starting to actually get into the camp of wondering, are we going to make another signing? That's how nervous I'm getting. Because I got sucked in a little bit. After the first two signings, and we brought in the two that we did, I started to believe. I started to think, all right, this is a window where we are actually going to get stuff done. Then we lost Fabinho and Henderson. That's okay. Hendo moved on. Fabinho moved on. But it only made me feel like, well, now we've got more money. Now we can actually go out there and make one big statement signing. I would have went for Josko Gvardiol personally. But we allowed him to go to Manchester City. And we've done nothing. We've brought in that money and done nothing. Only show the world that we have 111 million available. Which, of course, is going to put the prices up. It's If any other club was doing this, we'd be rolling around the floor laughing. So, Eamon said, A lot of negativity about FSG. We have short memories. Hicks and Gillette. That's what about her? That's like saying, My ma's new boyfriend isn't Fred West. Shouldn't I be over the moon about that? Mate, you can't compare. Hicks and Gillette were a shambles. But FSG have been just as big a mess. Only for, they got lucky that Barcelona were stupid enough to pay that money for Coutinho. And Jurgen Klopp went out there and convinced Alisson and Verge to sign. So, I don't know where FSG have built up this credit from. I don't get it. Because they've no credit in the bank. They've tried to sell our souls to join the Super League. They sacked Kenny after dragging him over to America. They put up the ticket prices to 77 quid until fans revolted. They've shit the bed in window after window after window. So what have we got to be grateful to them for? For building the main stand and the Annie Road end. That benefits them, but you and I and all the other fans pay for. So again, what have they done that's been so brilliant that we're supposed to blow smoke up their arse? I don't know, Eamon. So I, I think they deserve every single bit of criticism made personally that comes their way. And more. Because they tried to stab us in the back and join a Super League without any communication. Without any thought for the history of the club, the traditions of the clubs and the fans. None. They sold us down a river. So for me, bud, FSG can do one, honestly. But I do appreciate that you may have a different opinion. And I'm respectful of your opinion, Eamon. I just have a different one. The issue with FSG is they aren't willing to spend. Their issue is wage structure, not signing anyone big until this changes, said A. Centino. So with FSG, I have some sympathy for them. They came to the club in 2010. They came to the club at a time where FFP was being rolled out, where FFP was being launched and clubs were going to have to spend what they could afford. They came in believing that they could 
find some gems, that they could be clever in their business and that they could make Liverpool compete in that way. And that's okay. That part, fine. But what has happened in the last 13 years is that we've all seen that FFP's out the window. We've all seen that it's either not punishable because clubs appeal to the Court of Arbitration for sport and get away with it for various reasons, or the clubs are just too clever and find ways around it. So in that 13 years, mate, they've refused to really change how they operate and how they fund the club. And that is a crime for me. I'm with them at the start, but it became apparent very quickly well, what happened with PSG, with what Manchester City were doing, with the levers Barcelona were finding, that FFP was dead in the water and they've refused to change. They've told us there's money there for generational talents. We haven't signed one. So I, I don't understand how anybody can still defend them. They're not the worst owners in the world. They aren't. But they're not good enough. They don't care enough. They don't want success enough. And that's apparent. Because they've had a year to plan for a window. And I'm going to repeat. All they've done is trigger two release clauses. Nothing else. It's embarrassing. Our club has been rinsed in the media. Rinsed over the last week. Laughed at from pillar to post. And look, with regard to their wage policy, I'm not against it. I'm not against the idea of bringing somebody in on a highly incentivized contract that rewards success and then negotiating if you've proven that you can fit in, you can hack it and give them a pay increase. I'm not against that idea. I don't like to see people giving too much money too soon. But ultimately, sometimes you just have to pay what you have to pay and they're unwilling to do that unless we've brought in a lot of money from sales. That's been the history of our time with them. It's no lie that it's been a 40-odd million quid net spend season after season with them. So just look at the table, mate. Look what other clubs are doing. We're languishing. We're falling behind. And all the good work that they've done, all the clever people that they've put in at the club and the structure that they've built is starting to crumble down. And I don't know why. I don't know if they're distracted because they want... As they've said, they're in expansion mode now. They're in growth mode. They're trying to add another sports club to their portfolio. But I don't feel like Liverpool are their priority. And I don't know about you, but I live and breathe Liverpool Football Club. We're all here tonight to talk about what's going wrong and try and find out where we're at. I don't feel the same from them. And that's unacceptable on any level. You have to want to win if you're going to own this football club. Not just take part. Not just scrape into the Champions League. Win. What do we think about Sangar? Would love him. Um, would have no problem with him. Right, I'm going to stop this poll. Are Liverpool actually going to make another summer signing? Uh, actually, no, that's a new one. Sorry, going to leave that one up. 64% say yes, 36% say no. Um Sangar is available, the release clause is there. All we'd have to do is trigger it if Liverpool want them, which so far would make me feel like he's not a priority. But that could all change very quickly, again, if they just trigger the release clause. Maybe when Yaldam on loan, God no. Mm -mm. There's bad blood there. There's bad, some, and I don't know what it is, but it was very clear when Genie left that he wasn't happy about something. 
maybe money, maybe the length of contract he was being offered, don't know, but yeah, it didn't sit great. Manuel Locatelli from Juventus is class and would be my choice. Lavia never had me convinced and never wanted him, to be honest, said Mojo. Polina is my choice, mate. That's the one I'd like. Um, I haven't watched enough of Juventus to know about Locatelli, I think. Yeah, I don't know much about the guy, to be honest with you, mate. I'm not a huge fan of Serie A. Um, but Juventus are a club that could be forced into selling players, all right. I think that there is certainly an angle there for, for Liverpool to try and exploit. They've been thrown out of Europe, so they're not even in the Conference League this season. So they certainly... Um, they're certainly ripe for picking, but I just don't know enough about the player myself. Uh, Scratch said, if Stefan and Thiago can stay fit, then we can just about survive. No, 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 no. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, dude. Don't get, don't buy into that, mate. Don't let them get into your head and make you think that we can get by with Thiago and by Cecic. We won't and we can't. It's been proven time and time again. You're one injury away from a crisis at Liverpool Football Club. This summer was about adding much-needed squad depth and quality. And we've added in two brilliant players, but we've lost eight players. However you dress it up, that's the reality of it. Two signings, eight players off the books. That's not filling out the squad. That's not giving Klopp squad depth. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff about Thuram over the past day or two. But my question is, if Thuram was viewed as too expensive, both for the package of his wages and the fee previously, what makes Liverpool or anybody think that we're going to be able to get him for anything other than even higher than that now? Maybe the player's wages won't increase what he asks for, but definitely the, uh, the money that Nice asked for will increase. And apparently United are sniffing around him now as well, as Tadebo, I think it is, the other player they're looking at. Now look, what I haven't said tonight is please do hit that subscribe button. If you joined us for the first time, please do drop a like on the stream and hit the subscribe button. I'm not sure where we're at. We were closing in on 197,000. Let's have a look. Oh, lads. We're like 25 away from 197k. So if you are watching and you haven't hit it, please do, because we're closing in on that big 200k, which is scary, to be honest with you. We're just going around in circles because we don't have the... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
ability to have solutions, mate. We don't have the ability to make these decisions. What we're doing is coming on every night and basically sitting here and having a group prayer. That's what this is like. We come on here and we hope. You hope I have something. I hope I hear something. You hope we make a signing. But every day that goes by is a day that the prices are going to go up. The frustration level within the fan base increases. And I don't know if Klopp feels like he can stay for his three years if he doesn't get the back in. I truly don't know. But I'm a bit tetchy. I don't think he walks this year, but... I See, I don't know if I should be blaming Klopp or not. Because he is part of the structure. But one way or another, a part-time sporting director to help with a huge transition of midfield is quite embarrassing. Because they waited long enough. They recru- like That recruitment search for a sporting director went on for a long time. And the best they came up with was the Arthur Mello of the sporting director world. I'm going to say that again. Liverpool, much like when we needed a midfielder, looked long and high and far and wide and we got George Schmadke and I think a fair comparison is to say he's the Arthur Mello of the sporting director world bounced around a bit not really had any serious success few glimpses of talent but ultimately frustration and failure and here we are one of the biggest clubs in the world no sporting director no signings, no positivity in a new season. Make it make sense. Brian Danielson, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. He's a big part of the problem, said A. Santino. Half an hour a week, I don't know what that's about, but the missus would wish she got half an hour a week. Do you know what I mean? She could only dream about half an hour a week. Alison News, it's nonsense. Don't be worrying about losing Alison Becker. It isn't going to happen. Um, yeah, Alison does not have any interest to go to Saudi. And you don't have to take my word for that. It's been reported by multiple journalists today. Um, do you want me to stay on another half hour? Up to you. I'm free to stay on or go. You guys can let me know if you want me to stay or go. The Curly Watts of Sporting Directors. It'll be difficult to replace Mo next summer, said Queen Nadra. It will. And you know what I hope? I hope they're planning for it. Because we can't be lulled into hearing, oh, we didn't expect it. Oh, this came as a real shock to everybody. He's going to have one year to go at the end of this campaign. We have to look at what's going on with Kane and say, you sell him. You sell them if you're not going to give them... If, look, if FSG want to give them a new deal, I don't think many of us would be too unhappy with that. We love Mo. But we also know that the cheap feckers probably won't. Is it me or is Craig ignoring the Klopp issue? What what would the issue be, mate? I mean, Klopp's part of the problem. But I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these people that doesn't see any faults in Jurgen. I see plenty. I love him. 
I don't want anybody else managing the club. But he is part of this shambles. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't be surprised if they loaned Arthur Mello again. He signed for Fiorentina, if my memory is correct, Gary. So we'll be spared that one. Um, Cool, going to stay on. Stay on for another half hour or so. So Ben Doak. Ben Doak is going to... Ben Doak is going to stay at Liverpool by the looks of things for the season. No loan. Um, Liverpool have been really impressed with, with the progress of Ben Doak. I didn't know that when he joined us from Celtic, he came in with a bit of an injury. But yeah, it's gone well. And um, I'm delighted that he's going to stay. And I'm delighted that Bradley's probably going to stay as well. Can we get another poll, Gary? Simply, right now, are you FSG in or out? This is a poll that I think I'm going to ask every single day until the window closes. So, Mr. Producer Man, are you FSG in or out? Poll. Oh, actually, Reese, Mr. Mag wants to know, are you Klopp in or Klopp out? I don't, I, I can't, look, I'll do it. We'll have a second poll after this one and we can do the Klopp thing, but surely we're not Klopp out. It, it, genuinely, in the chat, feel free to put this in. Is there anybody who really thinks Klopp needs to go? Because let me tell you where I am first, I guess, so I'm not sitting on the fence on this. Last season was unacceptable, and Klopp was part of that, a big part of that. His insistence on no midfielder was unacceptable. His sniping of fans was unacceptable. His belittling of us, like the Ferrari at Christmas thing, was unacceptable. The results were unacceptable. But you know what? Fair is fair. Jurgen had enough credit in the bank for a bad season. That happens. Especially when you're in transition like this and players are getting to the end of uh, their time at Liverpool, having run through a brick wall for the manager, and that's okay. You get one, and Klopp has hit. This year, if we were to do the same thing again and fail to qualify for the Champions League, fair question. Fair question. I think his, yeah, I think his job has to be under scrutiny if he doesn't get us into the Champions League again. And that's a bare minimum because I want us to be winning things. But yeah, I would say if he doesn't do it this season, for the first time in his tenure as the club manager, I think there will be questions. I don't think we're there yet, but again, I can only speak for me. Uh, Craig, knowing the Allison reports are nonsense, what do you think the reaction would be for me? That would be the final straw with these owners. So I've seen some, some mad links trying to say that Liverpool are trying to sign Mannion from AC Milan. To come in and be a replacement for Allison. Again, Ali signed, I want to say, a new six year contract or something not so long ago. He's going nowhere. He's very much a home here at Liverpool. The fans love him. We're blessed to have, in my opinion, top three keepers in the world. Yeah, he won't be going. It's not going to stop the reports coming out because Saudi are throwing crazy money around our football right now. George did the poll. Please fix it. Uh, I didn't do the poll, but it's been redone now. Oh yeah, FSC in or out? Yes or no? That's not a very, <laughs> that's not a very clear answer, is it? Yeah, there we go. FSG in or FSG out? Vote away. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, Mister Producer Man. Don't worry about it. I've done. Uh, this is why I don't do polls, mate, because I'm terrible. 
don't worry there's a new poll up now don't <laughs> i know bear with us happens to the best of us Roger said one bad season. I don't know if you disagree there, Roger, when you mean one bad season. Because I, I only think of it as one bad season. You know, we were close to a quadruple, the one before. So, uh, look, I think Klopp has one bad season. Goodwill in the bank, without a shadow of a doubt. But, do you know, can I tell you what worries me the most? What worries me, and again, I'm going to be blunt, is that apparently Jurgen Klopp has been given... A lot more say over what happens at the football club. I think Jamie Carragher said, outside of maybe Pep Guardiola, there isn't a manager in the Premier League right now who has the same level of control over a football club. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because a lot has changed in that time. Edwards went. Ward went. Schmadke came in. There was some stuff, remember, about the uh, the club doctor as well that was doing the rounds. Something doesn't feel right. And I don't want to spread any fake information because I truly don't know what it is, but something doesn't feel right. And without structure, whenever one person gets a lot of control or power in any industry or any business... It's a big responsibility to put on somebody. And what I've asked was, in pre-season, when we were in Germany, and then we were in Singapore, how was Klopp able to do all of these things? Speak to the transfer committee, um, give updates to John W. Henry, do all the media work, coach the players on two, three sessions a day, work with his coaches to prepare sessions, and do all this other stuff. Doesn't feel right to me. It feels like... Since this added responsibility, we've started to regress a little bit. Uh, Douglas Luiz from Villa said, Saigon. So if my memory is correct, I think he signed a new contract last January. You might remember ourselves in Arsenal were linked with him last January. I think he's since signed a new deal. And Villa's not a club I think a lot of people will be looking to leave at the minute. Because they're a club with a good manager. They're a club that have wealthy owners that are spending. And a club that are looking to build on the little bit of success they had last season by qualifying for the, the Conference League. So I don't think Villa are going to be in a rush to get rid of anybody unless they get crazy money. And I wouldn't be up for spending crazy money for a player we may have been able to get for next to nothing in January. KDB out for four months. So I said to you guys over the last few weeks, that there's a feeling at Manchester City that Kevin De Bruyne's time is coming to an end. That he's not going to have the same impact because injuries are catching up with him. And I've mentioned to you that they were looking at Sobitzlai as a replacement before we signed him. Now you can see where they're going for Paqueta. It's no coincidence that, uh, that he's picking up these injuries. Because that hamstring injury happened at the end of last season in the Champions League. Again, now so it's obviously something that needs to be fixed and i hate to say this but city have been dealt a, a blow and we're not in a position to capitalize on it because we haven't gotten off to the quick start i've said all along 
if you're going to beat City in a league race, you've got to get off to a fast start. And we've already dropped two points. It's not the end of the world. At the end of the day, two points dropped at Stamford Bridge. You know, you're not going to lose much sleep over it. It's a hard place to go at the best of times. And history tells us our last seven games against them have been a draw. So I just feel like it's even more of an indictment to the fact that we haven't we haven't done the business we needed to do. Because we could have been we could have beaten Chelsea. And do you know what? I'm gonna say it. With a DM we beat Chelsea. Because if we had a, a DM in the middle of that park, allowing McAllister and Sobitzlai to press and to get at them like we did from the start, I reckon we blitzed them and we're 3-0 up in the first half. And yeah, they'd probably have come back into it. But I'm saying we sit here now with three points. But we haven't. As the game went on, we looked leggy and they looked like they were going to find a winner. And that's about squad depth. Who would you replace Salah with in a year's time and who on earth would be fitting to replace Klopp? No one. Fact. Uh, but look, I don't want to sack Klopp. I love Klopp. The happiest thing that happened in the last few years for me is him signing an extension. Every day I wake up delighted that Jürgen's our manager. Uh, with Salah's thing, truthfully, I don't know the answer. Like, Ben Doak could be the answer or he could absolutely not be. But at least we have a year to find out. Um, if you, It's a different side of the park. And it's unlikely because he signed a new deal. But <sighs> the kid from AC Milan is the one for me. I know he plays on the left and Salah plays on the right. But look, wingers have switched sides before. It's not the end of the world. So that's what I'd like to do. But you're talking mad money and, and we won't spend it. What do you think of Zuba Mendy from Real Sociedad? Somebody mentioned him to me last night. Honest answer is, I don't know much about Sociedad. I do watch La Liga, but I know Sociedad are um, are a good side, but I don't know enough about Zuba Mendy. But we should certainly um, we should certainly have be doing something now. Like a day becomes a week, a week becomes a month, and the window's gone. And the closer to the end we get the bigger the prices are going to be. So the fact that uh, we haven't heard today that Liverpool have put in a bid for another DM is a joke. It's, it's mental. Even, like, if it is a case of triggering a release clause, something has to happen. Nothing is not an option. Gabri Viega, I thought we were linked with him for ages. Napoli are very close. To a deal for Gabri Viega. Um, I don't know if they're going to pay the release clause. Or if they're going to potentially get there with add-ons. But last I seen. They were the ones closest to, to getting his signature. And look I don't think we need that type of player. We need an athletic midfielder. Like a Thuram. A Kone. A Paulinha. Um, we need a real. Horrible bastard. For want of a better phrase. If Liverpool lose to Bournemouth, all hell will break loose. Do you know what? I don't even want to consider that. Because in my mind, this is the game I want a response. And I think we're going to put Bournemouth to the sword. In all honesty. Not because I think Bournemouth are crap. But because I think we're going to see a response. 
So, we are now only 3,000 subscribers away from 200,000. Wow. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, my friends, please do. Um, I'm either going to take tomorrow night or Thursday night off. I'm not sure which one yet. So do make sure you've got your notifications turned on as well. I'm not going anywhere. There's more stuff. I want to... Do you know what? Can we do a little quick poll, Mr. Producer? Should we stay on for the half 10 news? Because between 10 and half 10 is when the newspaper stories start to come out. So I'm going to end that poll and ask Mr. Producer, man. 83% of you were FSG out, by the way. Can we do that? Should we stay on to the half 10 news? Because... Nothing bugs me more than ending a stream and then finding out something's happened and not being able to come and talk to you guys about it. For you guys in the UK, just a reminder, the game against Bournemouth is not on TV in the UK. It isn't. Now, there are ways around it. And what we here at Anfield Agenda do when a game isn't on TV, we have a Spanish The Zone account that we set up. And we set it up with a VPN. We would recommend Surfshark, of course, one of our sponsors. Um, but that's what we do at times. We use a Spanish The Zone account because they have the Premier League there and they show all the games. So if you want to get creative, it's about 20 quid a month. But that's what we do as a backup. Now, I'm lucky. It is on TV in Ireland this weekend. We get one game because we don't have the blackout period of 3 p.m. kickoffs. And Premier Sport here show one game. It's potluck what game you get. But this week we get Liverpool Bournemouth. So I'm going to be able to do the watch along um, as per normal. But we will be here an hour before kickoff as always. And uh, we'll be giving you guys advice on how to go about accessing the game, should you so wish. Fully legally, of course. In light of recent events, don't you think we'll keep signings quiet until it's done? Yeah, but that means you've got belief in those that are doing it. And we as fans, Soren, need to keep the pressure up because you're right. I love that Liverpool announced signings out of nowhere. And we're all sitting here going, oh, that's brilliant. But they they haven't happened enough. And right now... 17 days away from this window slamming shut. Are you not doing circle anymore? Um, not at the moment. At the moment, we don't have a deal in place with circle. Uh, see, I, I, look, again, you know me, I like to be honest and transparent. When we move from Twitch to YouTube, my decision, and it was my decision, was that we don't take on any new sponsorship yet because we don't know the numbers. We don't know our statistics. We don't know our demographics. We don't know what we should be pitching ourselves for. So I wanted to take time, particularly the first month, to see how we did so that we can then have that conversation with interested parties. I hope that makes sense. It's a bit of a risky one for me, but I think it's the right call. Fire stick is the way. I always found them too bitty and too uh, volatile, particularly if you're using them for a watch along. Right, so should we stay on for the 10.30 news? I mean, look. 
do you know my question is the seven percent of people who said no um you know that that you can leave if you if you if you're bored i get it though like it is long streams i do get it right well it will stay on i just wanted a quick poll to check that we're going to stay on till the 10 30 news so sabrina you're gonna have to do without me for another half an hour do you want a box of tissues Right. Clop in or out poll. So should I should I do a clop in or out poll? Or should we do a poll that's is clop part of the blame? I don't feel like uh I don't feel like a clop in or out poll is it's, I don't even feel like it's something I want to be involved in really. It feels grubby because I refuse to believe that he's part of that, that we're at that point like I don't want to I don't want to be part of that because I'm very far removed from being clop out but maybe that's just me I feel like is clop part of the problem yes or no that's a fair question but to go in on our manager like that oh, I don't know lads that's not where I'm at anyway uh, Paul, Dean, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. And just a few other things. Now that our membership is growing, and again, we're in our first month back on YouTube, so we're still getting to grips with it, we will be starting to make some members-only content. Now, it won't be anything that is going to fuck over the, uh, the normal audience. As an example, one of the things I'm thinking of doing is on a Monday releasing a video that is a little bit more tactically based around the game at the weekend than I've, when I've had time to process it, look back over it, maybe come in on the Monday and we'll do a, a video for um, members only as a thank you, of course, for your support. And also, if you're an Anfield Agenda Ultra member, you do get into our Discord group. Uh, you will see the link on the membership section of the channel if you're an Ultra member. If you're an Anfield Agenda FC member, you will get all the emojis. You'll get your name in green to me. You'll get the Anfield Agenda logo beside your name. You will uh, get to watch back these streams if you so wish later on because we put them onto membership only when we finish going live to reward the people that watch us live, basically. Uh, what about Carlos Baleba? I believe that we're just being used to generate interest and drive up the price for Brighton that's what's been reported by um I think Fabrizio and many other journalists have, have gone down that route and it makes sense right sorry I'm just trying to read a message that was sent to me um Alex Alvarado, Super Chat, apparently, said, I had stated that the only signing we were making was Casper. Is that me? Because I do look a bit like Casper with this new camera. Uh, and that I trust FSG, government politician, zero trust. I, I mean, I respect your position. Uh, I don't trust FSG at all. But, again, I respect your position on that one. And thank you for your Super Chat. And thank you for Mark. Can I just say, can we get... Can we get some love hearts in the chat for our chief moderator, Mark? Because this man is a goddamn machine. If I miss anything, he's there in a heartbeat. 
after streams sending me notes mark is a superstar so if we could get some love hearts in the chat for our chief moderator that would be much appreciated because he is phenomenal as are all our moderators of course uh welcome to anfield agenda ultras crunch appreciate you Pavarti United is now unlikely, says Adisa. Huh, interesting. I remember reading an article the other day that said that the player was going to do everything he could to make that move happen. I love Klopp, but he should stand up to the owners. Definitely, Gary. 100% in agreement with you. Couldn't have said it better, mate. He does feel like sometimes he's a bit of a company man. And you know what? In a weird way, that's not too bad, right? Because you don't want your manager causing issues, but sometimes it gets to the point where you feel like you need to speak up. Like, not Rafa Benitez, Antonio Conte levels, but but maybe he did that, Gary. Like, maybe his little dig at the weekend about the Chelsea manager getting the players we want he wants. Maybe that was not only about Chelsea, but maybe that was about our owners as well. To go like, well, look, Poch wants these guys and they're getting done. I want these players and I'm sitting here with my knob in my hand. So, question was asked, is Klopp partly at fault for the current squad situation? 69% of the Anfield Agenda audience so far have said yes, 31% no. We're going to leave that poll for a little bit longer. Opinions on United's transfer business. Um, It's pretty good, mate, to be fair. Uh, Mason Mount, look... You overpaid for him a lot. But it doesn't really matter because he's going to make a difference. And as a fan, you won't give a shit if you overpaid for him. Um, Onana is a good goalkeeper. He's a risky goalkeeper, but he's a very good goalkeeper at, at defending a high line or coming off his line quickly and sweeping up behind the defence. And he's not afraid to play out from the back. So, good signing. Um, who else have you guys brought in? Trying to remember who else United have brought in. Who I'm missing somebody United have brought in. Mount Onana. You haven't brought in a DM yet, have you? Have I missed somebody else? I think I've missed somebody else. Is Peacock worth getting? Does it work with CPA? I, I don't know. I've never tried to use any of the American streaming or excuse me services, mate. Uh, Matthew said, why is it so damn hard for us to sign players? It shouldn't be, you're right. Especially with the money that we've brought in from Fabinho and Henderson. Oh, Hoyland. Yes, of course. Hoyland. Jesus, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Good signing. Again, totally overpaid for him. But again, I don't think he was a fan should really be arsed about that. Um... Yeah, very good player. And look, I've said this before you signed him. He is a very good player. Well, I've been mightily impressed with Hoyland when I've watched him, particularly for Denmark. I've only seen a few bits of him for Atalanta. But yeah, good signings. Um, and if you can get rid of Maguire, bring in somebody a bit more playable. <laughs> yeah, it's good business. Um, and it makes me sick as a Liverpool fan, of course, because I wanted you to... Uh, have a disastrous window. Uh, Klopp is the reason for getting players and FSG is the reason when we don't. I like that as well. I like that, Powell. Because, yeah, Klopp's a big draw. But 
I'll never understand why the boys picked Chelsea this week. Um, so one of the things that I want to read out to you. One second. One of the things that I want to... Um, Ah, okay. So, sorry, I was just distracted by a message. Right, so Jacob Steinberg is one of the journalists who've gone along this route today. Multiple sources close to the Lavia transfer have expressed bemusement over the Anfield club's tactics it is understood that the 19-year-old was left feeling that he was Liverpool's second choice. So I don't doubt that because I think we all thought that. But what I would question is what the feckin' hell does he think he is at Chelsea? Because if he thinks he's going to be if he's Liverpool's second choice, let's say, at least he was going to play. At least he was going to come into Liverpool and be the DM. What does he think is going to happen at Chelsea? Because he's got Enzo, Caicedo, the dude from France, and himself. And no European football. So, it's a bit weird in that regard. That Liverpool are being, having a swipe at. Because look, I get it. If I was in his position, I would wonder. Huh. So they've jibbed off me. And they've gone for this other guy. And now they're coming back. But I'd also think, I have a better chance there. I have a better chance to succeed there. I have a better long-term strategy at Liverpool. I'm really baffled by by that decision. Really. Like, I can understand them feeling pissed off at us, but not enough to sway a deal to Chelsea. That I'll never understand. But look, there is the London draw, of course, as well. Um, A lot of people want to be in and around London, and I get it. I've never been one of those people because I'm a boring person. But if you're into your, I guess, your designer shops and your high-level restaurants and nightclubs and stuff, maybe it's the place for you. But I've never been that type of person. It's going to be Lavia, Enzo and Caicedo in the middle three. A problem with that is they play with two, don't they? And then the fullbacks come in beside them. So Chelsea play more of a 3-4-3 system, if I'm not mistaken. Meaning James and Chilwell will be the ones attacking them on the left sides. Um, so I don't think that's the case. And then what's going to happen with Gallagher? Because he's been one of their better players. Uh, could Tamori be a viable left-back option? Not heard his name mentioned. Um, as someone we, but then again, I've not heard any names mentioned. So right, we are at the period now where the news is going to start to come out. So give us till half past ten. We'll wrap it up then. But the news is going to start to come out if there is any over the next. So, um, Mister Producer Man and Mister Crosby, if you guys could have a little flirt around social media to see about the newspaper stories, and you could send them in, that would be great. It's because they want money and to live in London. Says Rachel Todd. Um, Chelsea's right side had us on a leash. Yeah, they did. They did, man. Reese James and Raheem Sterling were um, were pretty impactful down that right side. But 
I think we 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 had their right side on toast as well, to be honest with you, for periods of the game. But yeah, it was a problem, and Robbo wasn't getting enough help. Right, where are we at the poll? Is Klopp at fault for part of the current situation? And 69% say yes. So let's end that poll. So I think we can say that most of our fan base feel like Jurgen is certainly part of this problem right now. And again, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, guys, if you haven't done so already. Appreciate your support. We are now less than 2,890 away from the magic 200k, which is a number I never thought we'd see. Rumours about Valverde. I'd love Valverde. But it doesn't really solve the problem we have at defensive midfield position because he isn't a defensive midfielder. He's a very versatile player. Can play in two different midfield positions and as a right winger. So if you're looking for a long-term option for Doak to flirt with maybe and Valverde on the right, potentially, but not for this DM, situ DM situation... PSG wants Sangar, but they just signed um, Ugarte as a DM. So, I don't know. And let, uh, yeah. Anybody can get the kid. He's got a bio clause. Um. Is this just me or do you think we'll sign another panic player in the last day and who will leave the next year? So the panic player in the last day, I tell you what, if we get to the last day and we're in this position, I think Liverpool fans' heads are going to explode. Not just me, because I'm the moody git at the best of times, but I really do feel like heads will explode. And it will be a clear indication that there's no nobody actually with a plan in the transfer committee if we're in that position. And we'll end up paying through the nose or making a stupid signing. So, and the other part of the question was, who will leave next year? Well, Thiago, because his contract will be up. I think we sell Salah next summer because he'll have one year to go. And I'm not saying I think we sell Salah because I want to sell Salah. I say I think we sell Salah because I don't think FSG will give him a new deal. And you can't allow him to leave on a free the year after. So you have to make that uncomfortable decision. Um... On top of that, nobody really, because we've refreshed most of the squad. Matip, sorry, Matip's contract to be up. But after that, I think no. But, you know, we're still going to have the same issue about needing to replace Thiago, needing to replace Matip. Um, let's see how Seth Vandenberg gets on. Let's see how Kwanzaa's development goes. Can you please send that new Ultras Only Discord? It's expired. No problem, Avani. Thank you for the update. I was only thinking about that last night. Uh, one second. Gentlemen, if at all possible, whenever one of you gets a moment, could you update the link in um, the membership section of Discord? Apparently, it has expired. Uh, appreciate you. Thank you, sirs. What do you think of Saudi going for Ali? It's nonsense. It's not happening. Don't need to worry about it. Ali's no interest in going there. Do you think Liverpool tried to get Polina? 
again, I want to be very careful because a lot of information has proven to be dubious over the last week. But from what I can garner, if I was a betting man, I would say he's top of the list. Now, you can argue about the money. 60 million people think it's too high. I'd pay it and pay it right now because he's a player that will be a difference maker to us immediately. And again, just to reiterate, one of my reasons for going for a 28-year-old Polina right now is because it gives Bajcetic breathing time. Let Bajcetic play in the champ or the Europa League group games. Allow Polina to play in the league games and see how Bajcetic progresses. But you've got somebody for the here and now and somebody for the future. And I think it's a perfect fit. The problem is our owners have never been one for... Um, for spending money, big money, on the here and now players. Van Dijk's the only one I can really remember. He was, what, 25 when he came to Liverpool? But uh, that was because of the Coutinho money. But Polina's the answer for me. Ahead of Decore, ahead of Florentino Luis, he's the one I'd get if I had a choice. Uh, Dave Dunn, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. So that Ultras link is going to be updated in a moment. So give it two or three minutes, maybe try again. And again, thank you. Would you like Kimmich at Liverpool? Oh, God, yes. Very much so. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to go through some of these. Uh, Rosie Flower, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. Mark Chester, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. Am I missing any other ones? Uh, Dave Dome, we've done. Oh, so Mutt sent a super chat to say, I heard a Ryanair advert today. One says, flights to Manchester are gone today and unlike Man City, we'll fill all of our seats. Ooh, I do appreciate a good uh, a good Manchester City digging, mate. Mutt, so thank you for your super chat. Jermaine said, you see Hendo ignoring Mane during the handshakes? No, and I'll tell you why, Jermaine, because I refuse to watch a moment of uh, the Saudi League at the minute. I don't want to be part of that particular headache. Um, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Gerard's team beat Mane and Ronaldo's team uh, in the opening game? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dark Phoenix said, hey Craig, hope all is good. I'm good, yeah. It's been a very busy, busy, uh, frustrating week. But yeah, um, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Sorry. Can I marry you? Jeff, I'm already married, dude. Very happily married to a wonderful woman who's put up with me for 23 years at this point. Um, so I'm going to have to kindly say no, sir. But you never know. We might be able to have a little affair, Jeff, on the side. Let's wait and see. Uh, but yes, it's, it's you know what I mean? Maybe the wife needs a bit of a boot up the arse to know that, you know, I am basically the Kylie Minogue. And by that, I mean I'm a huge gay icon. I am. Said nobody ever. Uh, now I appreciate your love though. Appreciate the kindness. Thank you. What about Onana from Everton? He's a good player, but um, not for me. 
Not for me, sorry. Um, by the way, um, sincere condolences to the worker that passed away on Everton's uh, stadium build. I don't know if you guys seen that, but somebody passed away. No fly digs or jokes or anything like that. You know, this is serious stuff. Um, you know, rest in peace. Condolences to everybody associated with the club. Um, never ever want to hear of a loss of life like that. So seriously, condolences. Onana is great. Only thing he's an Everton player. He is a good player. He is. I really want Valverde. So I'm asking, by the way, in case you think I'm ignoring the news stuff, I'm asking the lads to keep the eye out. And so far I'm getting not a tap of news out yet. So we'll give it another 15 minutes. And if it's not out by half. Um, but yeah, it's a very sad what happened yesterday at Everton Stadium. Do you know what surprised me actually about that stadium, lads? While I was reading up on it yesterday, did you know that it's only going to be like 51, 52k? That surprised me. That they're building a five hundred million pound stadium and it's only going to be like fifty two k. That's a bit. I don't know if there's room for future expansion. I haven't looked at the plans well enough, but a little bit surprised that it's only fifty one fifty two k. In all honesty, I thought it would be higher. What's happened to Nat Phillips? Do you know what? Own a lot of unknown right now because there was. I don't want to say briefings, but there was an open secret that it was thought that Leeds were about to buy him. And it was eight and a half million all in. And I think everybody was happy. Leeds fans that I'd seen seemed to be happy with it. We were happy because Nat deserves to go and play football. And he's a good lad and he helped the club out a lot. But unless something drags on a bit, nothing new. Not even any news actually on that three-year deal for Bradley that Quiva O'Neill. And Quiva O'Neill's been brilliant, by the way, on Connor Bradley. She's um I've learned more about Connor Bradley from Quiva O'Neill's writing in the Athletic than anywhere else. But Quiva said that he's either close to or just about to sign that deal. So hopefully we get news on that soon. It is life for a new stadium, Red Craig, right? It is. Like, I, I thought minimum 60k, even if they were building that new stadium. Imagine if United get Qatari ownership. I, I, I'll say what I've said before. It won't be a good thing. And I don't just mean for Liverpool. It'll be a terrible thing for us, obviously. But imagine this. United are owned by Prince Jassim, Sheikh Jassim from Qatar. Manchester City are owned by Abu Dhabi. And Newcastle are owned by Saudi. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a peeing contest between those so sovereign states. And the prices are going to get even more ludicrous. And they won't make any sense. And somebody's going to end up with a big financial headache. So, again, I don't think it's a good thing. And it's not like I don't want Liverpool having Qatari ownership or Saudi ownership or Irish ownership or English ownership. I don't want any states or anybody linked to running a state owning a football club. Because there's no jeopardy. Am I from Dublin? I am originally, mate, yes. Or Jenny, is it? Yes, I am originally from Shankill. But I haven't lived in Shankill since I was 19. Hmm. 
Barella is too small, not physical enough to be in the Premier League. Uh, have you ever met N'Golo Kante? Or Javier Mascherano? You don't have to be six foot four and built like a brick house to be a good DM, mate. You have to read the game well and break up play. And I think Barella is plenty big enough. That's just my own opinion. Would you like Andre or not? Yes, Bailey, I would. I would like Andre, and I don't care if it's 20 or 40, because we need two, so get him. And it's still going to be cheap, right? Whether it's 20 million euro or 40 million euro, or what's that? 17 million or 35 million. It's still relatively cheap for a player that's clearly going to be good enough if we buy him, or at least thought of to be good enough. So, yeah, Bailey, 100%. As a United fan, you're my favourite Liverpool fan to watch. Thank you, Tyler. Um, every time someone brings this up, I feel like I, ha- I end up saying the same thing. But I hate United, as you know. You hate Liverpool, as I know. But I'll say what I've always said. To be honest, I have been blown away by the support I've gotten from Manchester United fans when I've been in trouble with my mental health. Because as you know, I'm somebody who speaks openly about my own struggles with mental health. And when I have had battles in the past where I've, I've been in a bad place, United fans have been brilliant to me. And I've always said I have that respect for them and I'll always have it. So no joke, no funny line. Um, I hate the club. Hate's a strong word. I want you to lose every week. But I have respect for what United is as an institution and for their fans. And they've shown me that respect back. And I won't forget that. Uh, Tom, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, buddy. Barella is 26, he's perfect. Is he not 27 now? I think he might be 27, but either way, you're right, he is perfect. And nobody has put a bid in from yet. Uh, haven't heard much on Kone. Kone is clearly class and better than Lavia. Killed it against Bayern and Dortmund. Let's get him. So the only reason I haven't spoken about him much, um, Javisus, is because I, I don't know his injury situation. Hand on heart, I, I'm not sure what stage he's at. Because um, if you go back to the start of the window, right? Thuram, Kone, Lavia, they were names that we were speaking about. And Thuram's still available. Lavia's obviously going to Chelsea now. Um, so yeah, buddy, no argument for me. I would take Kone, no problem. Um particularly for the money that was mentioned. And George Schmadke's son is the... Oh, is he at Wolfsburg? Or is George Schmadke's son the sporting director at Brucey Mönchengladbach now? I think he is. In which case, again, it wouldn't be that hard of a deal, would it? He's back in training. Well, then he should be in the mix. Just like Polina. You know, I'm advocating for us to sign Polina, who's not yet fit. Craig, I think offering Nat Phillips and a little cash for Polina would be good business instead of playing, paying in full. There's a few things we could do there, Travash. Um, I'm trying to think who's still at the club. Tyler Morton hasn't gone out on loan yet, right? Because he's been recovering from an injury. So he could be somebody you could look at going to Fulham. Um, I don't know if they need a centre-back, but as you've said, Nat Phillips is, is still here. Would you have Daniel Marlin from Dortmund? No. 
we 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 looked at him before he went to Dortmund, if you might remember. Um, but now we don't need another forward. We're absolutely stocked in the forward department. I think our five forwards are brilliant, and then you've got Ben Doak to add to that list. Thuram, Kone, Gravenbert, Inacio said Scott Carnes. Kone is not a DM, he's a hybrid. Yeah, agreed. But so is by Cetic. So one of them could be made to... Uh, well, look, we need one of a hybrid player as well. So if we were to sign ADM, you could still look at Kone as that, as you said, hybrid type player. Klopp loves a bit of versatility and um, so do I, to be honest. Cheers from Philadelphia. Reggie, how are you, my man? Much love. Definitely a city I want to visit, by the way. I've met a few people from Philly over the years. All sound. Craig, why don't you grow a beard? <laughs> I can't. That's the God's honest truth. Uh, I could grow a goatee, but that's it. I don't have enough facial hair to grow a beard. If I, if, I, if I could grow a beard, man, trust me, I'd have a beard. I'd love a beard. Maybe a little trip to Turkey at some point in the future. You never know. The guy that Brighton wants, Carlos Beleba. Apparently, we're not interested in him and our name has only been used, Danielle, to pump up the price for Brighton, which I don't hate, if I'm being honest with you. Can we sign Facundo Medina? I've no idea who he is. Was I a Thin Lizzy fan? Was that the question? Craig, where to a Lizzy fan? Do you mean, am I a Lizzy, Thin Lizzy fan? Is that the question? Uh, never really listened to much Thin Lizzy, to be honest with you, mate. Don't, uh, I think I was a bit too, a bit, I wasn't born actually before. He, I think he passed away the year I was born, if I'm not mistaken. Coop Miners would be a good show. That's a very good, thank you for the super chat, Andrew, and that's a very good show. And again, Coop Miners is somebody who we've been linked with, somebody who plays for a manager I really highly regard in Gasparini. Um, and I would have no problem with Liverpool looking at Coop Miners. It's the name that's been kind of on the fringe of Liverpool's list for a while. I don't know what the number would be, Andrew. I've no idea how much they'd look for him, but good, solid player. Again, yeah. Matip as a six. So, Mark, two, three years ago, Matip as a six was something I flirted with in my own head. But he's too cumbersome now, mate. And I don't think he's he's fast enough to get around the pitch and read the game. But a few years ago, I would have been right on board with you. How old am I? <laughs> I am almost afraid to ask this question. How old do you think I am? I'll tell you how old I am, but how old do you think I am? Um, and I will tell you in a minute. I just want to see for a laugh to see what people say. I'm usually older than people think I am. I think people think I look a little bit younger than I am, which I'm not complaining about. 47. Fuck you. <laughs> not 47, mate. No. 45. No. 35. Getting better, but no. Um... 50 come on now come on now nobody you've ever seen 50 with this baby face 19 you're close you're close i'm 41 i'm 41 i'm 42 in september how do medicals work with injured players uh also 
is the new merch line coming out that mug needs upgrading i you know what bradley how do i say this i don't like selling stuff i don't like asking people to buy stuff and yeah we could sell merch but i don't know if there's a market for it maybe that's a poll we could finish up with or have another day um it, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if people will buy it. You know what I mean? Because I don't think of us that way as like a big thing. I just think of us as a little community. Um, Look, we did, we did flirt with some hoodies a while back from an Irish company called O'Neill's, but like they were going to be quite expensive because they are quite expensive. I think they were, I think we'd have to have sold them for about 55 euro to, to even break even. And how do medicals with injured players work? I guess you have to look at everything other than the injury and then take into account what the injury says and how long it's likely to be. Now, if having never been inside one of them, there's a poll. Do you want Anfield Agenda merch, yes or no? And it's easy to say no or yeah, or yes, I should say, but I'm a little bit, uh, I don't know, I just think of us as small, you know, and I never think of us as this thing or... Even seeing these numbers, I still think of it as me and a hundred people here having a chat. Right, got a bit of news for you. Let me just read this note. So, apparently, Liverpool are looking at Andre, and the only way Fluminense will sell him is if the release clause is triggered. And that is about the 40 million, I think, that we spoke about. So if this is the case and these reports coming out of Brazil, I believe, are true, just get it done. No dicking about. You know how to trigger a release clause. It seems to be our speciality. So if Klopp wants to do it, just get it done. What shampoo do I use? Um, it's one that you'll never get your hands on, Andrew. It's called ODRL1. And it's a shampoo that's only available to uh, influencers and people over 100k who have a YouTube plaque. So... You're fresh out of fucking luck there, Andrew, mate. You know, I know you tried to have a banter with me and all, but at the end of the day, bud, I don't use shampoo. I use what any self-respecting Irish man uses. Link shower gel. Links Africa, bud. All the way. You don't get this shiny head without Links Africa. Is that euros or pounds? The hoodie, euro, euro. Everything I tell you will be euro. So it's about 45 pound, give or take. Do I shine my head? No, do you know what? I get asked that a lot. I don't, I don't shine. I, I do shave it though before streams. So this is a very freshly shaven head. It was shaven about... An hour before I started. Is there any news? Well, I just told you about Andre and Fluminense. You know, I'm, we're getting there. It's only starting to trickle out. Um. Oh, here's what I'm happy to get into. Didinho said, Craig, can you give us your opinion? The other vermin that are agents. I remember the worm tongue agent of Sterling during this transfer antics. So there's a special place in hell. For a lot of these agents. 
I don't care how good they are. I don't care. The fact that Liverpool Football Club and Manchester United and Real Madrid and all of these other clubs are playing these leeches, tens of millions for transfers, needs to be snuffed out. We don't need them in the game. And if we do need them in the game, the players can play, pay them. I, I, I've made, this has been a bugbear of mine for a long time in football. The amount of money that gets pissed away to agents is a disgrace. Look at any other professional sport and the players will pay their agent a commission. Why on earth in football should we, the football fans, have to pay for these greedy super agents that have too much influence over the game? It is a joke. The fact that some of these agents will only work with certain clubs because they know they're going to get big commissions. It needs investigating and it needs to be it needs to be removed from the game because I've no doubt there are some brilliant agents that do very good, honest work for their clients, but it's a very grubby industry. I don't know if you watched the documentary on Netflix about it. It's really, really strange. And also, I have a question about the likes of Fabrizio Romano. Does, the, does he not annoy clubs? And I don't mean to just pick out him, but he's the top of the tree, right? Fabrizio is probably the biggest transfer journalist in the world. So my question is, do clubs not get annoyed at these leaks that come out of pretty much every deal? Do clubs not get annoyed that every movement is being tweeted and played out to the world, allowing certain sides to be manipulated? I'll never, ever understand that. So I'm very happy that Liverpool Football Club keep these things as quiet as they can because I don't understand how clubs allow this to happen. If I was a football club and we were looking to sell or buy a player and I seen this being played out on Twitter over and over again or on these updates, I'd want to know where they're coming from and I'd want that people removed from my business. Because, yeah, look, it's journalist's job to uncover stuff. I get it. But this is very convenient. And it happens way too often across a wide range of clubs. And I'd love to know who the leaks are coming from. And is it being monetized? That's another question I'd have. How much is Schmadke's release clause? Get him out, said Colin. Well, he's only here till the end of the summer, mate. Did you ever think about that with the likes of these journalists, though? Like, who tells them the information? Like, you can say the clubs, and to some extent, yes, the clubs do often maybe brief certain things to put out agendas or narratives. But there's a lot of very sensitive information that gets broadcast before a deal is finalised. And honestly, I've never understood how clubs allow it to happen, or why. Because if the agents are the ones leaking it, don't work with them. If it's somebody in your club leaking it, fire them. I don't get it. It's weird. I've, I've only really thought about it this summer because of the amount of stuff we've seen that has been false or manipulated or very one-sided. And it made me think, why does it happen? Why is it very prevalent with certain clubs Just a question. 
Would you rather get Andre or Sangar? Andre. For me. Um, it's a big step to go from Eindhoven to Liverpool. And yes, it's a big step to go from Fluminense to Liverpool. But from the bits and pieces I've seen of Fluminense's style of play, of the impact of his role, and taking into account the amount of money, I'd feel more comfortable getting Andre, personally. Hoodie, red, black and white. Oh yeah. I mean, hoodie, for me, if we're doing merch, hoodie, t-shirt, polo shirt, um, three-quarter zip. So Jermaine Pennant, this isn't really breaking news, but Jermaine Pennant's been talking, saying, I'd like to see Liverpool bring in Nicolo Barella from Inter Milan. He looks a really good player in that holding position. Another player I'd like to see brought in is Kevin Thuram from Nice. He looks like a wonderful player and is a similar age to Caicedo and Lavia. I'd expect about, or excuse me, I'd be excited about him. So would we all, Jermaine. A lot of us would love to see Thuram come in. And again, could have been done in the first week of the window, but... The geniuses in our transfer committee aren't uh, aren't very um, active. No polo, yeah, but I love polos. <laughs> the polos for me to, to wear on streams, mate, because I'm a I'm a polo shirt person. Um, but yeah, quarter zip, three quarter zip, hoodies, t-shirts, polos—they're the kind of things probably. Would Trent do a job as a central defensive midfielder? No, not for me, Martin, because Trent's great if you've got somebody alongside him to read the game, break the play up, give him the ball, allow him to get forward with it. But I don't think Trent has... I don't think Trent has the defensive... I don't want to say ability, because that's not fair. Reading of the game centrally to make that position his own. I don't see it personally. I do like him as a second six. You get somebody to break up the play, give him the ball and let Trent do what he does. But I, I personally just don't think he has he has the defensive mindset to read what's happening ahead of him. Um, for me, just my opinion on it. Isn't the window shut in Brazil? That doesn't make any difference though to us. Um, we can still buy from anywhere in the world. Now, yes, you're right. The window in Brazil is closed, meaning they couldn't get a replacement. But we can still buy. So if a window's open somewhere, they can still buy from anywhere. Uh, we've we've done the Zubamendi thing and field analysis earlier on. My honest answer, buddy, I have not seen enough of them at Sociedad to really give a fair opinion. Um, but look, Sociedad have a history of bringing through very good players. Sean said, greetings from Australia. You're my go-to morning listen. Do you know how freaky that is, man? Knowing that you're in Australia right now, getting up and you're watching and having a chat with me sitting here in Ireland. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm, I'm a boomer, like, so this is all um, mad to me, but thank you. Uh, keep up the good work, passion, and check on the core rate. Still one centre-back and two or three mids away. I'm with you. Two midfielders and a centre-back. And we're done in this window. But we still need to plan for next window when Thiago leaves and Matip leaves. So. Um, sorry. sorry. 
Thoughts on the penalty not given in United Wolves? Shenanigans. Malarkey. Bollocksology. Dubious. Dodgy. Blatant. Sorry, my screen froze for a second, sorry. Yeah, apologies. My screen froze for a second and I was just checking my Wi-Fi connection. So look, I think we should call that a night. Seems like a good way to end. Um, I'm going to record a video now with all the latest bits and pieces that the lads have been trying to find out. Apologies um, that that froze for a second. I will fix that. So yeah, thank you guys for your support again tonight. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button before you head off. I will see you tomorrow. And if I don't see you tomorrow, I'll see you Thursday. Uh, and keep an eye out for the video because it's going to be out in the next 20 minutes or so. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.